Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to episode 265 of Slam Fire Radio. This is July 26th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And we have uh, a guest host. Hi, I'm David. David! <laughs> back again! We, back. Didn't, uh, we didn't give you a horrific enough experience last time. You're back this time. And you even wear a shirt. Look at that. Yeah, that only up. because you told me too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> David, wear uh, a shirt you and wear a shirt yeah i didn't want uh you know our female uh listeners to get the wrong uh, idea watchers i guess on the on the live Buddy, youtube i get requests to take my shirt off okay <laughs> okay well weebs from the internet don't count but uh <laughs> all right have you looked we, at your traffic uh, stats like have you looked at your male female female split oh it's probably like heavily weighted uh to the male right now yeah no oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, you get so now Latino here, and then you're going to start seeing a lot more ladies. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, now that you're you're on and semi-regularly, we're going to have more and more ladies on. I like the sound <laughs> of that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, podcasted. Podcasted? Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah. Podcasted is a word, or, you know, pod. What was it? How about, how about broadcasted? Oh, broadcasted, broadcasted over that's, MP3 that's... RSS feed to your phones out there. No, too nerdy. Wait, too nerdy. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So we had the we had uh, then Trevor Matthew came to Alberta, and we had to run around and do a uh, shooting course. And then last week, Trevor was on vacation, and Kelly, I think you had something going on, and we we're just like all over the place. Summer vacations are just wreaking havoc on our uh, on our podcast schedule, but. We've uh, we've made it out tonight to uh, to get an episode out and finally like provide an update on some of the stuff we've been up to. Yep. Uh, we were supposed to get uh, a debrief audio of the Ferlacci course, uh, but uh, my microphone was bugging out and we were in a tiny little trailer and the aud- audio was Horrible. not up to snuff, not up to snuff for the show. So I I, I could not get it to a point where it was. Uh, uh, nice to listen to. <laughs> we we try to like hit a, a a level of quality here on the show, and I don't think we we're hitting it with that. So, uh, there's a level of quality to this show. Yeah, something oh. something <laughs> have a level of quality. Yeah. We have standards. We have some standards. Oh, yeah. I've heard of those. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have standards in the Canada Gun Talk Show. No, not not as many. No, no, no. some, but no. not as many. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, why don't we get into uh, what we did in guns this week? What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, they just opened up something real interesting. It was just on CGN there. The Calgary Shooting Center now has a special project shop where they can do frame texturing, magazine graphics, grip reduction, other popular Glock and other pistol mods. And uh, I might have a gift certificate for one of those hmm, that might have 
found its way into my hands. But uh, bum, bum, bum. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly, uh, you're usually the last person. Why don't you start first today? Oh, great. Um, <laughs> all right. So it has been a lot. How many weeks since I've been on? Uh, when was the charity shoot? Early July. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, the last time I was on was uh, just right before the charity shoot. We did the that night, the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, I have been doing a lot. So right after the charity shoot. So we did shoot the charity shoot, by the way. Um, Steel Challenge. Lots of fun. Loved it. I came in, I used my rifle because of the fact that we weren't traveling across the country with restricted because we were going to be staying at uh, various places. So we just didn't want to bring any restricted. So no pistols. Uh, I did bring my, my uh, 1022 and I really liked shooting the steel challenge with it. The only thing that is um, not recommended really is that it's scoped, right? And Steel Challenge, oh, um, a little tougher, uh, but we obviously saw people do really, really well with it as well because uh, uh, Kevin won uh, the yep. Steel Challenge. And uh, Stacy, she came in uh, third, I think. Or... Yeah, running a 1022 rifle yeah. was the right idea, but a red dot would be faster, right? That's what I'm saying. I, I think. In our division, I came in fourth, and overall, I came in eleventh with the rifle. So, um, not as good as I wanted, but you know, for the first time, and I was kind of nervous about it actually. So, but it was lots of fun. I want to do it again, and do it with red dot would be perfect. Uh, what else happened to? Oh, we did a maple seed at mm-hmm. the uh, the charity shoot, and a portion of the proceeds were donated towards the uh, charity shoot as well. And it was freaking amazing. We had the biggest line up that we uh, have had so far. We had, I think, 24 people on the line. Uh, originally, yep. we had 30, but there was a few people didn't or weren't able to come. Uh, it was great. Got to meet a lot of different people that I've been chatting with that I haven't been able to meet. And I was able to meet them in person. And it was just, it was a really, really good time. Uh, after the charity shoot, oh, are we going to do it? A charity your shoot. Your whole thing, and I'll do my my take on all on all of it. So well, I was wondering if we're going to wait until Trevor and and uh, Matthew and everybody can get on. We can do like a recap of the charity shoot. But, mm. Mm. It might be oh. a while before all four of us are on. Okay. So you should do your part while it's still fresh, and then at least yep. we've got that done, right? Yeah. So we had a great time. Uh, lots of podcasters. We had people there from Nisha Canada. Canadian Patriot. Uh, we also had people from Liberty Death. We had people there from Modern Rifleman Radio as well as Slamfire. So all of us from Slamfire were there. Great time. Uh, we hang. We hung out and uh, did all kinds of shenanigans as well. Gallon. He uh, he donated to the cause as well. I spent a hundred dollars trying to bear spray him in the face. Like <laughs> I want. Well, just to. just for our listeners who aren't weren't following on Facebook, uh, Gallon generously donated his face uh, to the uh, to uh, raising money for charity, and you could uh, pepper spray him uh, right. with uh, with some bear spray if you won the uh, was it like a raffle. Yeah, it was a raffle. We bought tickets, and I bought a lot of them. I didn't win. Um, How sad. I know, eh? Uh, So it was lots of fun. Uh, Mike Hisson, he spent his birthday with us as well. Mike Hisson is one of the co-hosts at at New Shooter Canada. We bought him a unicorn cake. Uh, We drank a lot of... um, Everything. 
Yes. Um, Apple Pie Moonshine, different things like that. And we had a, an incredible time. The best thing about that charity shoot, and I keep saying it, is the fact that it was just a bunch of people getting together to hang out. The ones down in uh, New Brunswick are just that. It is a, just, you know, people getting together, people having a good time and, and just uh, hanging out and having, you know, we're shooting, but we're also raising money for a great cause. By the way, we raised uh, $7,000. And the last time we had the charity shoot in uh, Balmoral, New Brunswick, we raised $2,000. It was just over, or I think it was $2,500. So Yeah, Trevor Trevor was sandbagging. He was like, ah, you know what? It's in the eastern provinces. <laughs> we won't raise that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we were in somewhere that had like a bigger population, we'd be able to raise more. And then he did like seven grand. <laughs> yeah. So the charity of choice this year was the Dalhousie High School Regional uh, Breakfast Program. And their annual budget is $8,000. So we just donated to them $7,000. So that's awesome. Like their budget is just totally blown. Um, so yeah. they'll be able to actually feed those kids because kids go to kids going to school hungry is um uh, it's not a good thing. And then I'll be having and, like filet mignon and caviar by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really, really good. We had an incredible thank you to all of the sponsors who donated prizes. We had people buying. Um, I think the international barrels was the, one of the most popular. Uh, we had people, mm-hmm. you know, buying 30, 40 tickets at a time to try it and win all the various prizes, uh, giving up prizes. We ended up, uh, I think it took us what half an hour just to give out the prizes. Yeah, at, at least, and it yeah. was uh, they were good prizes too. Yeah, and um, we had uh, we had also I wanted to say thanks to Chris uh, Anderson for providing the trophies. Uh, the trophies uh, he does that every year, and they were great. Everybody uh, walked away with a, um, a trophy. Oh well, anyways, I got one. See this one? Oh. It is uh, Canada's Top Gun Podcaster 2018. It's the horse's ass. I'm really proud of this. <laughs> I wanted to say thank you. I am, it was, I'm impressed. It was voted on, so I guess that... Anyways, I wanted to say thank you. But it was a great time. So, after the charity shoot, we all immediately... It was basically... Trevor said, thank you for all coming. Now get out. So, we all took off in different directions. Uh I took off for um, PEI because maple seeding, we were trying to arrange the trip around the charity shoot. So we went out and did our East Coast tour for the maple seed. So we ended up in Bradlebane or Bradlebane. Uh, I'm not saying it correctly, Bradlebane, uh, PEI. And we had a maple seed there. It was an amazing shoot. And everybody, so Rick, Stacy, sorry, no, not Rick. Rick wasn't able to make it. Kevin, Mario. Stacy and I, as well as Gallon. Gallon ended up doing all of the maple seeds in um, Eastern Canada. So he's a rock star. I still wanted to spray him in the face with bear spray, though. Um, anyways, so we ended up in Brettlebane, uh, PEI. Everybody uh, who came along, maple seeding, uh, they fell in love with PEI and we want to move out there. So, uh, And we wanted to thank uh, both the host of the range in Brettlebane uh, and Bill Anderson. Uh, we ended up at the the range itself, and uh, and we didn't know this, but the lady, one of the ladies, uh, well, the lady uh, at the range, she made us break or lunch. She made chili. Oh, she made nice. fun. Oh. She came out and she um, made this punch with lemonade in it. It was awesome. 
It was really nice. And it was really, really hot. So it was about 40, 45 degrees with the, uh, with the Humidex. And it was quite windy as well. And it was sunny. 45? Yeah. So with the Humidex, it was about 45 degrees. And it was really, really windy as well. So uh, one of the things that uh, I got to do, and I said, I've talked to all these people and I got to meet these really cool people. So I got to meet Ginger Snap. And his the mini snaps. So they were there and they did a little video as well and said Trevor sucks. But and we sent it on to Trevor. Uh, but it was really, really good to meet James Burke and his two two incredible girls. They were they were they were awesome. And they shot they shot the maple seed as well. So Yay. that was great. How old so, were they? Uh so uh, approximately I wanna say eight. I don't wanna I don't wanna right. dump eight and ten or 10 or 11? Yeah, 10 or 11. So That's soon for you, Adriel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they did great, by the way. Uh, at one point, I think they were shooting better than James. Seriously. So it was awesome. Um, after Brattlebane or Bradlebane, we went out to, uh, we got on the ferry and uh, went over to Nova Scotia. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia is where our next event was. And I wanted to say uh, thank you to Bradley Brown for setting us up. Uh, and allowing us access to the range. Uh, again, we had a lot of listeners that were on the line. Every time we go to Maple Seed, there's listeners that are, are there. And cool. had a great, great time there as well. Uh, after Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, we uh, came back and we went to Woodstock, New Brunswick. And again, uh, stayed at Paul Lombard's house. He's a CCFR regional field officer, but he's also a really, really good guy. So he invited us to camp out at his place. Again, as I said, Cal- Gallen is um, traveling with us as well. And uh, Woodstock. So uh, yeah, Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Young, he uh, helped us arrange uh, the event at Woodstock. So we wanted to say thank you for him as well. Woodstock is an amazing um amazing range uh i found it a little strange though because when you actually uh it's right beside the highway like literally right beside the highway the drive to get up to uh the range itself you have to drive beside the highway and i'm thinking "Hmm, i wonder if this is safe but uh it was it's a good range uh one of the best outhouses that i've ever come across so that's awesome um we had an opportunity it was the maple seed itself uh was the highest ratio of kids that we've ever had. So there was 11 kids out of 15 uh, participants and, or sorry, no, we increased it to 18. So there was also two older ladies um, that, uh, well, I don't want to say older ladies, more experienced in their age. How was that? Uh, (laughs) That's much better. Very safe. So um, there was one lady who was 82 and this is the first time wow. she's gone shooting and she was amazing. So, <laughs> and she goes, I went to the range last week and uh, she had an old cooey. Anyways. So she says, I went to the range last week and I, I and I did okay. And, um, but she was awesome. I really, really enjoyed her. How much uh, do you want to bet that she just slays magpies and squirrels all day? Well, she's yeah. just, yeah, she was so, a, she was just sandbagging you. She's totally yeah. like <laughs> just a marksman. So 
yeah, we had two ladies. One was a doctor uh, who's a little, and again, she's a little, she hasn't gone shooting or she's shot. Her dad taught her how to shoot, but she was also shooting a rifle that her father gave to her and her father died when she was 11. So that's the only instruction that she got. So, and that's was 60 years ago. So uh, 11 kids of the 11 kids, they were all rock stars as well. We had, um, a couple of uh, the kids also obtained the rifleman patch as well, uh, so it was awesome. Or a couple were really close too, so they were they were great. Uh, after Woodstock, we literally left the range, hopped in the car, and drove back uh, to Kingston. Our it after a week, uh, we just wanted to get home and we were tired, um, but it was a really really good trip. I really miss New Brunswick. That's where I'm originally from, kind of. I grew up all over the place, but um, so I was just telling Adriel before we started recording that I'd love to move back there if I can. Uh, after that, uh, we actually went to the range and I was able to get out and do some shooting myself because all of these maple seeds, I don't get to shoot. So I went to the range and got to shoot, got to shoot my, uh, my CZ and I love it. Uh, I also went to SFRC a couple of times. I picked up a new Timini trigger for my 1022. So that's going in. I haven't had a chance to put it in, but we're going to go and take uh, the 1022 out and shoot at long distance this weekend at Corey Johnson's farm. Uh, we're going to be trying out for 300. So uh, I'm going to drop the Timini trigger in because uh, I had to actually, we have to kind of like, I have to work on my trigger because it's um, the reset spring is totally toast on it. I noticed that at the charity shoot and I apologize to Adriel because he was using my 1022 for. <sighs> that was really holding me back from beating uh, Trevor's maple seed score, I think. It was. You know, actually, it, th- I that was, it was all of it. Yeah. Yep. That the, the only reason. Yeah. And congratulations to Adriel, too, because he achieved his rifleman, but I'll let him talk about that. And So, anyways, I got a new Timini trigger because, you know what, it's on sale, so why not? I got it for, actually, a really, really good price. I won't tell you how much I got it for. Uh, so, I'll try it out, drop it in, and see if I if I like it. And if not, then I'll... Anyways, I do like have. It. I know. My other trigger has some vocodes and parts, but it's not fully... Like, this is Timini, so we'll see what happens. Um, yep. I also, so SFRC, I took a drive out because I gave them, I wanted to say thank you for being sponsors. So I gave them a couple of these really, really nice shirts, right? And, um, but they're also got this thing that's going on. So I bought tickets for this deactivated, I don't know, what is it? It looks, it's like a, like a I don't know, bazooka. It's not really a bazooka. Oh. What the heck is it? RPG. Uh, yeah, it's an RPG. Anyways. Why is it deactivated? Those are not considered so, anything. So, it's, I don't know. But anyways, so if I win it, because it was buy a sticker for 20 bucks, right? 25, whatever. And then if you win it, I'm going to put it right here. And every time I record the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got my grandpa's deer rifle up over there. It's or, <laughs> RPG or, or just right over the headboard in your bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll put it there. Right. Anyway, no. Uh, so I bought tickets for that. Uh, what else? Uh, that's a lot of stuff I've been doing. But uh, we are we are going next week. We're starting. I'm going to start the long drive. Going to go west to Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. So we finalized plans for that. How to go to the trailer and do all kinds of stuff with that, uh, just to stock it up. And um, yeah, working on the calendar. The calendar is going to be awesome this year. So, um, but kind of like 
I don't sleep anyways, but I'm now at the point where maybe it's heat exhaustion, mental, I don't know. But four o'clock in the morning is my regular bedtime now. Hmm. So I said that a lot, didn't I? Anyways. Yeah. That, that's it. Cool. I'm going shooting this weekend. Yay! Yeah. All right. Uh, Adriel, what about you? Yeah. Adriel, what about you? Uh, let's see here. I bought a 795. I think I mentioned that before. Came in. Yay! 795. It's like every other 795 out there, except I've set this one up for maple seed almost. Yeah. Uh, there's still a couple things I'm missing. I've got a four times fixed scope on here. It's got like really nice eye relief on it. It's a super old Tasco. This is actually uh, a scope that used to be on my dad's hunting rifle. And uh, fixed scope really nice. Great. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. Uh, I have removed the front and rear sight. Um, mm-hmm. I've never removed a rear sight off one of these before. It's actually pretty easy. It's just a dovetail right there. Oh. So. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, remove the little like rear slider piece out there, and then this part just gets popped out with a. I used a dowel and a hammer, and out she came. Uh, th- when I say almost, I don't have a cheek piece here, so I'm going to rely on the maple seed uh, vet wrap for uh, for that guy there, just to get something on. But I do have a sling. There's your standard USGI cotton sling on there. Uh, this one was from Greece, and it smells like a uh, tractor. <laughs> um, but it works. It works good. Uh, I'm going to take this to the range this weekend and shoot it. I have reached out to M Carbo, which uh, is a manufacturer of... Uh, they make some trigger parts for this thing to see if I can get maybe like a nice, sweet trigger for it. Because right now, the trigger is pretty heavy. <laughs> it's pretty gritty. It's not really good. Um, but it's what I got. So... I've set this one up, and I've got my NS522 bolt-action rifle set up as well. Not ideal for maple seed, but I think I can still shoot maple seed. I think I can still shoot rifleman with uh, that. It's fine if you're, you know, just good. <laughs> well, it was funny. One of the uh, uh, one of the people who got their uh, rifleman patch at the uh, at the shoot I was at was this uh, older gentleman who was running a bolt. Uh, I think he was running a, a CZ. And uh, he like took that thing to town. <laughs> you could tell uh, it wasn't his. Uh, it wasn't his first time shooting. Uh, he, I would imagine he's a silhouette or uh, similar uh, shooter because he uh, he's definitely in practice with his twenty two rifle. Yeah. He's quite understated, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Both him and his wife were and his, uh, excellent shots. Yeah. yeah. They both uh, they both achieved it, and they were just yeah. Beasts on the line, just quiet, yeah, safe, just like yeah. oh no. I would look at everyone's targets. I'm like, I think I'm doing pretty good, and then I get to theirs. I'm like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not good enough. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I got room to improve here. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so yeah, let, let's rewind like three or three weeks or something like that. Shot the full maple seed. You guys are super organized. Like I've been to a couple of other shoots, and I think I said this when I was there. Uh, you can tell that the time you guys put into that is nuts. There was so much prep. They had uh, flip charts. They had handouts at the start of the day. They had t-shirts. They had a flip chart that showed like, here's what your sight picture looks with iron sights. Here's what your sight picture looks with uh, a peep. Here's what it looks like at a six o'clock hold. Here's a regular hold. It's like, oh my God, these guys have like so much prepared. It's really good because it's hard to describe like sights. You can draw it or you can show it on a gun, but to, to have that flip chart like ready to rock and roll you guys are like that's a serious amount of prep and uh, and work that you guys put into to do nice. those things um 
They have a trailer that they drag around. The trailer has everything in it. They've got sunshades. They've got mats. They've got tarps so that, that they don't have to pick up the brass at the end of the day. It's all on the tarp. They just have to like funnel what? it into the middle. Yeah, like all this crazy stuff that's like super well thought out. So if you what? haven't been to a maple right. seed, like, and, and if you want to see like what a well-run uh, firearms training program looks like, go to one of theirs because they're crazy, crazy prepped. Uh, what they we, would, what's that? What, Sorry, Ken? What, what we did was it's a learning point, right? And we took feedback from people, but we also wanted to make it as easy as possible to unpack and pack up. Like it's kind of like um, I kept saying, like during this trip, we were like a well-oiled machine, all of us working together, and it was kind of like maple seed deploy, get out of the truck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> set up. <laughs> Open the trailer. All the things come out. They all get set up. Okay, now we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. We wanted to go and drink. Anyways. So <laughs> Good. Yeah, you have to have something to motivate yourself, right? <laughs> so, what, what did you say there? Perfectly reasonable. It is. It's perfectly yeah. reasonable. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of hard work. We put probably for every hour that we're on the range for maple seed, we put, we've literally put in eight hours for each hour that we're on oh range. i believe it you you, you can yeah. tell from from the prep right like I, I've, I've been to some courses where the guys put in like a couple of hours of prep and usually they have like uh, an agenda or like a couple of like different practices that they're going to do they don't have um like a set agenda they don't have like learning points interspersed with uh uh, with actual shoot points they don't have it to the point where like everyone's so well versed with the material it's like ah you know what it's this person's turn to talk about this part and of course they know the whole thing like by heart and they don't have to refer to paper they can they can just like spit it out at any given point so yeah at super some well point run. when you become in a when you become a full instructor that's the expectation you can do the whole thing by yourself Ooh, yeah and that's I'm, what we're uh, hoping I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. joke to be made, but I don't think your listeners. Are supposed <laughs> to be uh, yeah. Anyways, my maple seed was really good. Um, yeah, I am going to be taking a maple seed August 8th here at Chaz and I'm going to be taking my boy. So uh, yeah. he's 10. He's going to come out to, uh, to shoot that. He may be shooting that 795 or maybe not. I've been like trying to practice some of the different positions with him and he's okay. Prone standing. It's a little bit heavy to, uh, uh, yeah. to be holding up. So uh, why, don't we'll you, why don't you spend like $700 making one of those carbon fiber barrel 1022s that weigh like four pounds. That's an option. Or the seven ninety five was under two hundred dollars. And ha- go ahead. So the the idea here is I'm going to get him going on some of this stuff, and eventually I'd like him to shoot three gun with me uh, using uh, awesome. yeah, modified twenty two, right? So uh, seven ninety five takes these mags and these hold twenty five rounds, and the ten twenty two doesn't. So yep. uh, that's a that's a big advantage for three gun at least. Uh, so I've got while I was in uh, New Brunswick at Moncton. They had a Bass Pro there, and they had some of these, and I bought all of them. <laughs> I'll just uh, how many? Uh, three. That's that's how oh, many they had. Oh, like, just, oh come on! You should have added a zero to that. I bought thirty. No, I don't need that many. I mean, for a three gun course of fire, like thirty rounds is normal. These hold twenty five, so it's like maybe a mag change, maybe one. But, but <laughs> what if you could outclass everybody just through sheer firepower? <laughs> there already is. It's going to have fifty rounds in two mags. That's a ton. Oh, before while I'm on that thought, I've heard that the Mossberg detachable mags work on some semi-auto shotguns. 
Yeah, you were saying that. So the magazine, the Canadian law is the magazine's uh, capacity is limited for what it's designed for. The Mossberg mag is designed for the Mossberg uh, detachable, right? Um, So it doesn't have a mag cap because it's for a pump gun. I've heard they work on some some semi-auto shotguns. I will not say which ones until I've got it confirmed. But uh, what that will mean is that... So right now, a problem in three-gun is that in open, open shotguns aren't actually that good. Like an open shotgun is like a five-round detachable mag. It's not really... Like there's some courses of fire where that's a big advantage over manually tube feeding a, a shotgun, but not many. A, a tube shotgun uh, that's a three and a half will hold nine rounds, uh, you know, seven ghost in the loaded. tube, yeah. uh, one ghost load, one in the chamber. But what's so we already discussed this a little bit, but what's going to be faster doing the mag change or ghost what if you're, if you're running that Mossberg mag, the Mossberg mags are 20 rounds. So okay. the magazine <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or. The KSG twenty five. Yeah, the KSG twenty five. Now, if you're running three gun nation rules, typically you're running like uh, your standard start position is eight rounds in the gun, eight rounds in the shotgun, and for KSG twenty five, that is not enough. <laughs> you're gonna have to reload that thing at some point. And if we're like really mean, we do a dry start, and then you're super screwed with that thing. <laughs> um. But yeah, anyways, so, so short uh, short tangent there. I'll uh, I'll wait to get confirmation of that before I start talking about which ones you can use for that. Because I mean, that's that's a legit thing here yeah. in Canada is that our magazines and it's it's on purpose. Magazines are legislated for what they're designed for. That makes it easy. Uh, it makes it easy to enforce, um, and uh, it also makes it so you can use one magazine in a different gun, and that's fine. I think uh, I think your listeners might want to be informed that the reason that the design comment keeps being brought up is due to the United States, which from time to time, there is an interpretation that it does not matter what the design wants, what the intent. So if you have intent to do something naughty, uh, doesn't matter if what you have wasn't designed for that. Uh, you're, be- you're having naughty thoughts and the thought bullies might come and get you. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of where Adriel is coming from. Yeah, if you were heading to the range and you had uh, a semi-automatic two two three, like you had a Tavor and you had a PAR, they're both two two three. Now you have a ten round pistol mag in there or a five round rifle mag. It's like which one or what's the intent here? At least the Canadian way is that what it's designed for. That's what it's limited to. And it's actually like there's a, it gets a little bit silly, but at the same time the the yeah. magazines like it'll it'll be printed what it's designed for. So. There's at least that. <laughs> yeah. But in the, in the States, like, yeah, having the wrong magazine in your gun bag as you're heading out to the range might uh, might get you in trouble, even though that or, magazine is legit. Or having all the parts for a fully automatic gun, but, you know, you haven't put it together. And there aren't mm-hmm. 16 parts kits surplus in the United States that come with the disconnector and all the trigger bits and all the guts. They just sell you everything with a chopped lower and you populate your lower with whatever you want. But you go around bubbling a lower, you know, drilling a little bit more metal off, putting an extra hole where it's not supposed to be, then shenanigans yeah. ensue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, where were we when we went off on this tangent here? You were talking about the fact that uh, that you're going to give us an update on whether uh, that mag works yes. or not. 
I'll let you guys know if that uh, if that works. That's that's the first time I've heard of it because the Mossberg is uh, a fairly new shotgun here in Canada. Um, it is legitimately like made made and designed just for that Mossberg. So if it works in another shotgun, just on the off, like on a coincidence, that's a coincidence and uh, very interesting for your open uh, open shooters for three gun. Because like I said, an open shotgun in three gun is not any different than a regular shotgun a guy might run a red dot on there if they really want to that's not a huge advantage uh running a 20 round stick mag will be a huge advantage that'll change the you know thought process and manual of arms a little i'm actually happy because there's like wherever possible it's nice to have some like real advantages or disadvantages between the divisions and there's like not really like between open and tac and, and tac ops or, or limited, there's actually quite a bit. You can your pistol is your, your your big differentiator there, right? You can run an open pistol with a comp and a red dot, and those are like that's quite a bit different than a like standard production pistol. Uh, there's not really very much difference between limited and tactical here in Canada because uh, in the states, limited and tactical have some other things that just don't apply here in terms of magazine capacity. Uh, so in Canada, it's like, do you want a red dot on your rifle or do you want a scope? And if you're shooting at under 300, the red dot is just as good as the scope, even better if you're really close up. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'll stop talking about three gun for for one show. <laughs> hey man, the the, the viewers yeah. want it. The viewers yeah. want it. Yeah, uh, I shot the ch uh, charity shoot. So the charity shoot uh, first, Rescue Gun Club, super unassuming. I drove him from the front, and it's like, oh, it's a rifle range and i think that's it i think it's a, a two or three hundred but maybe out to six if you really or if you're over here and you angled this way you get 600 but there's a clubhouse down there and this place is weird uh and then i found the other half of the range and it was like blow your mind like how many bays they had going on there so they have the one rifle range on the one side and then they have a berm down the middle and then they have a million little bays on the side there where they have like permanent setups. There's a boat. There's like a boat that's like sitting on one of the stages. There's a little gas station. There's a, a two-story building that they're setting up. That's like a full shoot house in one of these bays. They're crazy, crazy yeah. little bays that, that they have set up. So you can see like, oh, that's how they're able to run like such a huge match with a whole bunch of little stages in there because they have all these tiny little bays that uh, they can all do all these uh, stages with. So very interesting there. Uh, we like Kelly mentioned there. We ran the steel challenge. There was a, a silhouette shoot, which I haven't done before. I haven't done steel challenge either. That was interesting. Um, the um, silhouette shoot was interesting. You you basically shoot twenty two rifles standing on a bunch of little like knockdown steel targets and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super, super interesting. Yeah, a lot of fun. I th that's one that I could see myself practicing. Super easy, right? Get a two by four, get some of those like mild steel will work. It's 22, right? Steel targets, pop them up on your two by four and just knock them down and try to get all of them. <laughs> yeah, you got to get your, you got to get, what is it? Your, your chicken, your ram, your pig, and your, no, your turkey, your turkey, your, turkey, yeah. your ram, your pig, and your chicken. There you go. Yeah. 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 And Matthew uh, McClatchy won three. that, by the way. He did win that. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, crushed it with. Didn't he run his seven ninety five? Yeah, and he yeah. Uh, he cleared it, and then he was in a shoot off with two other people. Sarah mm -hmm. Hisson came in second. That was awesome. Yeah, good, good shooters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I shot a round of trap. I have not shot trap before. I Ooh. 
borrowed. I, I was supposed to use Trevor's uh, Versamax, Versamax. But I I didn't realize he run five people at once. So I put myself in at the same time as he was going. I thought I would just he would shoot his shotgun. I'd shoot mine. Uh, oh. So I, I used a borrowed pump shotgun, which uh, was OK. I think yeah, I did okay. like uh, I wasn't happy. I got 12 or 13 out of 25. I wasn't super stoked but about that. That's because nobody told you that there were holds, right? Yeah, it, it 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 literally makes the it makes a difference because I was I was in that uh, category of uh, of performance, you know, just like in the low tens, and then somebody and then I went to the trap uh, orientation program at the Victoria Fishing Game, and it's literally a pile of old guys. No offense, that just shoot trap. That's what they do. They shoot trap and then sometimes they go shoot skeet, but they sometimes don't like the skeet guys. So then they just stick to their trap or then they shoot trap doubles or then they go and they shoot sporting clays. And then there's the people that travel from range to range all over BC that only shoot sporting clays. And it's, it's a little clicky, but yeah, the, the guys just told me, yeah, no, you stand here in this stage, you hold here in this stage, you hold in this point in the middle stage, you hold that center, so on and so forth. And I went from low, t- low tens to, high tens into the twenties and I've been this close, this close from a perfect shot. And yeah. you know, then the wind shifts or the sun gets in my eyes or it's the gun's fault. Or it's the gun's fault. Yeah. The gun's fault. Yeah. 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 That's my excuse this time. I'm sticking yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you did well. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was it was three yeah. uh three styles of competition that I don't shoot. I've never shot a steel challenge. I've never shot uh, silhouette and i've never shot trap and i got you to do all three yeah you did well <laughs> yeah uh let's see here yeah it's nice uh there, like kelly mentioned there's a ton of uh ton of things you could win uh i won you won a Glock. ton of stuff i strategically put my tickets in <laughs> where i would win <laughs> and it was uh, like oh i won oh i won <laughs> okay so i wanted to win one of these because i wanted to test one and put a, a, a review video up right i saw the so, review like, video Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, I saw that there was just a couple of tickets in there, so I'm like, I'll put three in there in that cup, and they were giving away two of these, and I got both of them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh the, watch my video on them. It's a it's a very fast way of uh, of loading ten rounds in a pistol mag. Just just rip them all in there. Um, I uh, I was yeah. So I got I got two of these. Super cool. Uh, I got. Uh, mag graphics and Glock stippling from the Calgary Shooting Center. Yep, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Trevor's trying to twist my rubber arm to uh, to get the Glock stippling off of me. And no. uh, let's see, what's that? <laughs> no. We mean no. Like he's going to pay me for it. I'm not just going to oh, give it to him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way this goes. Products, products for money, capitalism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you willing to pay for it? Yeah, exactly. Well, now they got the prices online, so now I know what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I got two of these. Then I went to the, uh, we had Trevor and Matthew out, and we went and did the uh, Ferlacci course. And uh, I thought like, last year we had a, a much bigger class, and I ended up just helping uh, assistant RO for the whole thing. This year we had a much smaller class. We had just 12 people, so um, I shot it. And I didn't bring enough ammo for it. I have, like, thousands of rounds of nine millimeter here and i brought like eh, 200 because i thought that would be enough to like demo for for people right and yep. uh, i ended up because i ended up shooting the, the actual course i uh, i kept running short on ammo ended up boring a bunch 
from uh, Jonathan, who's a, a listener. And uh, I paid him for it, and I gave him one of these too. So <laughs> he's got oh, nice. uh, he's got one of these things because he was like, "Oh yeah, I really like that," and it works really well with the CZ mags, right? If they they strip in really smoothly, uh, and if you're running factory ammo or ammo out of out of factory boxes, this is the way to go. Uh, so yeah, I gave him one. Now I I only really needed one, anyways. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've got a pile of matches and stuff I'm going to coming up. I've got the Redneck Challenge 3-Gun, not this weekend, next weekend. Uh, that's like a two-day event, followed by Maple Seed midweek. And I'm going to have all the instructors at my house, and they're all going to, like, crash here. Thank you. Uh, you're not going to get the nice uh, treatment you get at other places, by the way. I'm not making any chili for you or bringing, like, punch or anything like that. Oh, I'll give you water. Paul Lombard's wife got up at 5 a.m. and made us breakfast. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. (laughs) Adrian, come on. I bet your wife will love cooking for a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm sure she'll love doing that. Yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll drive to Timmy's and get you guys some some Timmy's. (laughs) For money. For money. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. After the Maple Seed, like the weekend after the Maple Seed, which is in the middle of the week, I have two Chaz matches. Uh, one of them being a regular three-gun match, and then the next one being the historical two-gun match, uh, which is like rifle pistol, take something old out. It's meant to be like approachable and 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 good for beginners to kind of come out, right? So um, a lot of matches in early August, a lot of matches. Uh, I'm going to go this weekend to the range. I have to go this weekend to the range. I'm going to take my boy, and we're going to sight in these uh, maple seed rifles here. Um and I bought a motorbike. That's not anything yeah. to do with guns, but, but it's uh, cool. Yeah, I'm, oh, I, I'm glad my Jeep like survived the Ferlacci course because it was like transmission was making some really nasty noise, and the shop was like, "Oh, we could order a new transmission, which we could just get the part." But if we get the part, it'll take like two weeks. And I said, you "Okay, got a just new get the part." Tranny in your freaking Jeep? Yeah, no, I, I'm not replacing the tranny. I'm just replacing the bearing. So oh, okay. I was gonna say, it's like I don't know, man. Like, like getting a new tranny in a Jeep that ain't cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no, but the uh, the part the the it's a bearing or something like that that that's cheaper, but they have to like order it in. So I was like, mm. so I was trying to share the the van, and I was like, I don't know, I'm just gonna buy a motorbike. <laughs> I've ridden before, so I went and bought like a two thousand dollar motorbike, and it's lots of fun and cheap on gas. So, yep, yeah, I may I, I don't think I'll take that to the range. I don't think I'm gonna pack like guns and the boy on the back and all that kind of stuff on well, it. Well, if you if you'd like to, we can. It's non restricted, so you can throw it in the trailer and meet us there. No, I'll, I'll be there. Like this weekend, I'm gonna go out and make sure it's sighted in and whatnot. I'll okay. I'll have I'll have, I'll steal my wife's van or whatever for the for the okay. maple seed thing. Hmm. Dave, I think that brings us to you. Yeah, um, I went about to Calgary and I went on a show with some friends and it was fun. Then I promptly, finally, and completely gave up on the SLR. So I <laughs> order a bunch of parts. Uh, I order an Anderson receiver from True North Arms, uh, mostly populated, but the upper was bare. Uh, I told him to take the stock off and to take the trigger and the safety off because I was just going to replace that and give me credit for it. So they took like 70 bucks off it. So that was nice. Um, then I took some of the SLR parts that I was planning on using on that build and I used them on this AR build. So I used the um, the brake, the gas block, the gas block pin. Uh, the bolt carrier, the charging handle, and the optic that I had gotten for the SLR, and I used that on my build. And uh, and yeah, and then I picked up 
the barrel and handguard and carbine blank gas do from the Red Deer Shooting Center because they had a sale on one of their mega arms and a half inch government profile barrels. And it was a good situation because I was actually in Calgary and driving to Edmonton to see my sister. So I just stopped in Red Deer and promptly spent an hour trying to get out of Red Deer. But, you know, it was worth it. And I got all the parts and then I decided to see what it would look like. And Adrian, can you lock on to me? You bet I can. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to look like. And so that's what it's going to look like, folks. Um, This is construction. No, not official. Uh, no, 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 this is not a, a sponsorship or anything. I just uh, I saw this actually of all places in the SLR group uh, on Facebook about how you could use this to make your SLR and you can finagle with it and everything. And oh, you can I, rotate it. Oh, I thought it was yeah. just a 2D thing. No, dog. So cool. Yeah, and you can even look down the sites. Huh. And you That's can even check co witness. Actually, it's really cool. You can like put iron sights on it and make sure that they uh, that they actually co witness and everything. Oh, weird. And on the browser, you can go into photo and you can take on different backgrounds and stuff. And it's pretty snazzy. And they got they actually have the SLR receiver here, and you can find out what your gun would look like. And that's what I did. Except it's not here yet, so I gave up on it. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, oh wait, wait, no, it's not it. Because here it is! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. I built it. Look at that! Yeah! Uh, you look like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what kind of trigger you got in that thing? Oh, you're going to love this. It's a, where the heck is it? Geisley Super Dynamic 3-Gun Trigger. Oh, nice. And, oh, buddy. It is. It's quite something. Take a look at this. Look at this video. Look at this video. Nice. Ooh. And the reset. The reset. Look at the reset. Sorry. Oh. Nice. The reset still not is... as good as the Elfman, but still. I don't know. It mm. says it's a three and a half pound single stage, and I believe it's three and a half pounds. If you would have come over for a beer last week, you would have seen the Elfman. But yeah, this is a uh, uh, BCM uh, modular uh, M-Lock handguard or something like that. Excellent. Uh, That's an excellent handguard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a B-I-C-H-T whatever to put on, <laughs> but uh, I got it on. And uh, this this is going to make things interesting. Take a look mm. at that bad boy. Look at that. Perfect. Look at all those bad boys. Don't put your hand in front of the forehand. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. I actually went into the Calgary Shooting Center to test out what would be the ideal length. And I had this with a, uh, a fixed Magpul carbine stock that had an additional uh, recoil pad to give it like an extra inch of uh, length of pull. And it was still not long enough for me to shoulder it and lock the arm. So if I, for some reason, wanted to reach a little forward, uh-oh, that's no good. But with the A2 stock, I can lock it perfectly. Nice. Yeah. So it's going to be nice. Are you going to get a stop or anything like that on there or just go with that? I think I'll just go with that. Yeah. Or, oh, actually, hold on a second. Where is it? Ugh. Maybe there's an AFG. I can just use this. Oh, yeah. There we go. That little guy. Yeah, my uh, purple, uh, my, uh, what was this called? The uh, pimp purple. Uh, pimp purple, nice. Yeah. That was part of a uh, very old 
very silly project where I turned one of those eight and a half inch grizzlies into the a pimp cane, I called it. Um, it was fully duracoated in bright purple, and it had the this bad boy there. And uh, it, it was atrocious, but somebody actually bought it, and uh, they didn't even bat an eye when I when uh, when I said, so you're going to change it? And it's like, no, it's fine. It's like, okay. I, I mean, I made it as a joke, and a funny story is my buddy and I were duracoating, because this is duracoat. Uh, we were duracoating in my garage, and this was like the third or fourth time that we were duracoating some obnoxious color onto a gun. And my neighbor walked by and he's like, oh, you guys doing another one, eh? And he's like, oh, yeah, said my friend. Then my neighbor goes, so how come you guys always paint them such uh, happy colors? Happy. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I had a bit of a foreign moment and I just said, oh, it's because we're such happy guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's only looking back that I uh, I realized what he was hinting at. But hey, it, it applies. It works. Hey, it works. It works. Uh, and then this is this is the last and I think uh, very last uh, project that I'm going to do because I don't think it can top this. I, I mean, I can't possibly think of another project that I can uh, improve on in terms of Jura code. What uh, the viewers are seeing and the listeners are not is I have an A2 stock that is Jura coded like the Canadian flag. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turned out good because my buddy's got a stencil printer. So uh, we printed out those uh, maple leaves in the perfect shape and uh, uh, peeled them off and put them there. Uh, and, of course, I will also use that uh, that, that stencil printer to uh, make that uh, Abominate 70, uh, <laughs> which is the uh, nicer name for a – what the heck is it? It's a giraffe pr- – uh, yeah, giraffe print red to pink Fade out camo shorty eight seven that has been featured on this show before, but uh, yeah. I mean it's either the Canada flag or the gay giraffe looking thing. It's and very happy. It's another happy, it's happy. gun. Yeah, another happy gun. But uh, but yeah, that's 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 kind of been what I've been up to in the last couple of days. I also found at Proline Shooters in Inglewood and Calgary a cheap secondhand. <laughs> C said 452 American left handed, uh, used for 495. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy that. Uh, I, I have not done that yet. I don't know if you guys have, but you walk into a store and you spend like an hour walking around and you don't see anything. And then as you're walking out the door, something catches your eye and you go, uh oh, guess I'm taking my wallet out. And uh, that's what happened. I took my wallet out and I bought a gun. I don't think nice. my wife knows, but that's okay. I shipped that. it to myself, so it happens. At Wholesale I Sports, I walked in and uh, <laughs> I'll have one of those and one of those. And how much is that one? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. that. How many do you have? have? Two, three? I'll take them all. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was See, if I had the capital, that would have made sense because you made your money back and then some on that. And that was oh, purely yeah. because you bought them for like half price. So even yeah. if you sell them at two, like two thirds or three quarters price, they get a deal, you get more money back. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, and maybe we can touch on the other thing, Adriel is a separate topic. That's been, that's pretty much been it. I put a, uh, this, uh, Leupold BX2 Canadian edition on that CZ and fun story being that when I was buying this at Proline, uh, we spent about an hour trying to find rings to fit on that rifle. CZ has this peculiarity which is that they have dovetailed receivers 
because that's usually what you have in a 22. Dovetail receivers. Now, there are two styles of dovetails, the American and the European dovetails. The Americans have two sizes. They have a 3-8 dovetail or an 11-millimeter dovetail, whereas the European dovetail is a 13-millimeter dovetail, and they do not mix. Like, you might get some compatibility between the 11 and the 3-8 dovetail, but... um, when they launched the ZZ452 American, they wanted an American-style dovetail. So most of those rifles come with either an 11 or a 3.8 dovetail. For some weird reason, my CZ452 American left-handed has a 30-millimeter dovetail. Another fun fact about ZZ rifles is due to the, I guess, prevalence of iron sights in the European market, their bolt throw is absurd high okay um hmm. yeah i just ordered a whole bunch of uh three eighths to uh weaver uh, adapters i've ordered like four different kinds from ebay to mm-hmm. see which ones will work for i want that 795 i'm gonna put a red dot on that afterwards this scope is only on it for maple seed after that's red dot and uh and that's what it's gonna be used with but yeah. uh i want to test a whole bunch yeah those no, are really cool ones cool. That's good. I, I had I had done that sometime uh, before. I mounted a uh, 3.8 to Picatinny adapter on an old Remington 552 Speedmaster because I wanted to put a scope on that, and that's what I did. Um, but yeah, we actually did end up finding a, the the right uh, ring uh, to go on that dovetail. It was like the fourth different model of Weaver. Oh no, Burris. The fourth different model of Burris ring that was actually tall enough to clear the scope bell uh, with the gigantic full throw this he said and uh i put that on after i built this guy uh that's the good part of my calgary trip uh adriel you've gone yeah. out shooting in the bush right once or twice yeah kelly you've gone out shooting in the bush before nope never nope okay you have you heard stories about what goes on in the bush well. i've made stories in the bush <laughs> So shenanigans ensue with a lack of supervision. Yeah. And when my friends and I went camping two weeks ago on the northwest corner of the Wipers Ghost Public Land Use Area, which is northwest of Calgary, um, we chose a spot that we've been there before. We've been to before. It was a um, campsite area with a nice flat with a hill at the end, uh, shooting area next to. And we figured we're camping here so that we can shoot, put away the guns, light the fire, and enjoy the evening. And that's what we did. Enjoy the evening, the Friday that we got there. Saturday morning, we spent all of Saturday morning shooting. Then we put away the guns, we light the fire, and we crack open a few ones. Cold ones. Well, warm ones, because, you know, it's the push. And that's when... Three trucks pull up. Three crappy Jeeps lifted because it's, you know, Alberta. And one guy comes out, walks up to my friend and asks him, hey, can we shoot here? Yeah, it's make sh- make uh, makeshift shooting area. Yeah, go for sure. Uh, just be safe. Point the guns in the safe in the, at the hill and everything is good, said my friend. And the guy said, cool. Turns around, strolls back to his vehicle, and tells everybody to get out. And every single person that comes out of those cars is holding an open can of alcohol. 
I grab my lawn chair and I plop myself down looking at these people because I'm just expecting trouble from them. So as they take guns out, they are pointing them at each other. They are checking their sights by aiming them at each other. They continue to use these firearms as they drink. And the funnest of them all is they continue to shoot their guns while they have their friends downrange. Um... I'm watching this, and I'm just going, it's going to happen. One of these guys is going to get shot. But what do you do? Just watch. Just keep watching because I'm not going to go down there. Except Buddy Boy, not the one that talked to us, but another one of his friends, takes out a teacup, bolt action, stainless steel, takes out a pack of Tannerite, and he's holding the rifle, and he's looking at the pack of Tannerite, and he's doing this. Where am I going to put my pack of Tannerite? And as he's swinging his rifle around, you know where he ends up pointing it at? You! Right here. Yeah. Okay? So I get up, and I walk down to Numbnuts, and I tell him, you just pointed a rifle at me. And I'm going to let you guess what he said. Guess, because you've heard it. You've heard this story before. But it's empty. (laughs) The bolt is back, and the magazine is out, bud. (laughs) Not okay. No. So he goes, oh, sorry. Yeah. And so I turned around and I told everybody, the guns stay pointed down range. I don't care if you point your guns at each other. The guns stay pointed down range. Got it. Got it. Got it. Made eye contact with everybody. Got it. And they go, okay, yeah, sorry. So this is like 12 people and they all do the uh, thing that you do when somebody tells you to stop being moronic, which is look down at your feet and kick the dirt. Except buddy boy who drank and talked to us at the beginning. The guy that walked up to us asked us if it was okay to shoot. He had continued to drink, and at this point, he was the drunk guest of them all. And I guess his ego took a hit when I told them to be safe and stop pointing guns at us, and he got really angry at me. And he got up and walked up to me and started yelling at me, started throwing all the cuss words that are associated with Backwoods, Alberta. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, one of my favorite ones that he said is, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. One of the favorite things that he said to us was that uh, we must be, uh, you know, derogative homophobic slur because we drive sedans. He said, what, are you driving your girlfriend's cars or something? The only thing that I told him was, keep the guns pointed down range. And he made an interesting point. I'm surprised he managed to, you know, have the mental capacity to say something like this. Well, why would you guys camp next to a range? What are you, stupid? People are going to shoot here. And I said, we capped here because we were shooting before we started drinking. And I walked away. Mic drop. And he continued to yell. He continued to be upset. He continued to give us the finger, wave at us, all the fun things as he was still there. They were still, like, they kept shooting for only a little bit. They set off the Tannerite, which, by the way, it's now illegal. Fun fact, if you have Tannerite, you are not allowed to detonate it in public land anymore in the province of Alberta. Subject to a change in the bylaws, I believe, after the May long weekend, you are now only allowed to shoot Tannerite in private property. With that legal aside, they packed up. And as they were packing up, Buddy Boy, that was the drunkest and angriest, uh, told his woman, girlfriend, whatever, to get out of his vehicle because, of course, he was about to go driving drunk. So he gets into his car, uh, crappy lifted Jeep Wrangler XJ model, I think, and he drives up to us in his car, loaded, uh, and he says, don't worry, boys, we'll be back tonight. You'll see us again tonight. You'll be good. You'll see us again tonight. And we chalked that up to the usual idiotic drunk rednecks thing. Except... This was at around two. 
at at 10 o'clock on that Saturday night, two weeks ago. They came back. And the two trucks, both Jeeps, both Ramblers, Wranglers, both lifted with big tires. One of them parked about 75 meters away, facing the road. So that maybe a quick bit of a vehicle. I don't know. We're speculating here. Or maybe they were just keeping an eye out. The other truck, drunk boy truck, drove towards our site and parked about 20, 25 meters away with the headlights pointed at our camp. And out of it came out drunk boy holding his rifle. Give me a minute. And he starts yelling. Where are you at, buddy? Where are you at, safari hat? Where are you? Earlier in the day, I had been wearing a hat. Maybe even something that kind of looks like a safari hat. And he'd taken to call me that. So he was looking for me. Where are you, safari hat? Where are you? Gun pointing at the ground. And at this point, every single one of my friends and I are staring at this guy. Thankfully, my friend has the presence of mind to try and talk this guy down. And this guy was either too stupid, too drunk, or it was too dark for him to tell that I was standing in the middle of the campsite looking at him 20 meters away. So my friend was trying to talk him down. Dude, just talk to us. Talk to me. What's going on? Just put the gun away. What's going on here? Nobody wants any trouble, okay? Just calm down. Talk to me. And this goes on for a few minutes. I don't know how long, you know. Not kind of paying attention to time at that point. I'm more looking at the gun and the drunk guy threatened me. I sincerely believe that he had the presence of mind or the ability to recognize that I was standing there, that he would have shot me. And I guess he gets bored, figures maybe I'm not there, throws the gun back in the car, gets in. And as he's driving away, he says, don't worry, we'll be back. Don't you worry about it, boys. We'll be back. And as they drove away, we did not take down the license plates. There's one thing out of this that I want is those license plate numbers for the crappy dark green lifted Jeep W oh no XJ model with a push bar and a dark gray XJ Wrangler Jeep with big tires too and they were hanging out with a white Jeep which one of those the ones that are smaller RJ yeah I want, I want, I want those license plate numbers, but we didn't have them. And as they drove away, my friends and I decided to get the hell out of there. In the scramble, we found out that one of our cars actually had a drained battery. So fun, fun times. We had just finished packing the vehicles up. So we had to throw everything out of the one car that we had, leaving all of our possessions mostly, uh, except the guns, basically. We, we took the guns with us and ourselves and we got out of Dodge and we drove back out of the no cell service area back to the highway towards Cochrane. And as soon as we hit the highway and we made the call, we called Cochrane, our CMP, and they told us, yeah, come on in. We'll take your uh, statement. Uh, statement. Yeah, and they did. We got to Cochrane at about midnight on Sunday. And then constable told us that they would get someone out there probably in the morning and they would talk to the conservation officers and they would have keep an eye out for these guys. He would have also us meet another constable that was actually had just been freed up uh, at the intersection that we made the call at, and we were going to drive back to the site to pick up our vehicle and our belongings, which was really nice of them, because obviously we weren't about to go out uh, in the middle of the dark to pick up our things again, especially with those idiots around. And also, they were not going to go out looking for these idiot armed drunken criminals in the middle of the dark with like one RCMP officer and one SUV. That's not going to happen. So we got back into town and after 
about 4 a.m. And I called the RCMP on Monday to see what had taken place. I spoke with a constable, not the constable that I spoke to because he wasn't in that day. And what the other constable from the Cochrane RCMP department told me was they did not go looking for the drunk armed individuals that are threatening people in the Wipers Ghost Public Land Use Area Zone. Anybody care to guess why the RCMP are not looking for armed, drunk individuals that threaten people? You're muted, Adriel. Too busy giving speeding tickets. They were too busy. That's right. Straight up was told by the RCMP officer. Oh, we were too busy. Really? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I said. Did you talk to the conservation officers? Oh, I don't know, she said. Okay, I asked. Do you have a contact? with the conservation officers that I could maybe call? Oh, we just have our switchboard do that for us. I don't know the number. You can Google it. So I did. took me three days to get in contact with the conservation officers from Alberta Parks because the first time that I called, I was given the phone number of a campground in Sundry. And then after I called again, I was put through to the Kananaskas Emergency Dispatch Center where I was given a phone number on the wall that they had on their shop. That just said conservation officer phone number. They didn't even know who this person was. But it was a conservation officer. And I got to be honest, this is the only helpful person that I've talked to. This conservation officer out of the uh, Glenmore Wipers Region office, district office, uh, first of all, confirmed that they had, in fact, been contacted by the RCMP at 12 o'clock on Sunday morning when we were giving our statements. But that then an hour later... The RCMP had told them that they were going to handle the situation. And that was the last the conservation officers had heard of our situation. After I explained a little bit what had happened to us, the conservation officer became extremely interested. And he asked of me my full statement and all the facts of the situation. And I was told by this conservation officer that he would see personally that this information was passed out passed around to every single conservation officer in the area and in the Brack Creek area. So they're going to look for these guys in both areas because those areas are frequented by that kind of folk. And that is the only person that did their job. I contacted the media. CTV News Calgary told me that there was no story and hung up on me. And CBC attempted to contact me a couple of times and we talked. But since I couldn't come in on an interview because I'm in Victoria now, I guess the story died. I haven't heard from them in a couple of days. And I have attempted to contact the Cochrane RCMP detachment and speak to the constable that I spoke to on Sunday morning, who is the person in charge of my file. And it has now been over two weeks, and I have yet to hear from the RCMP. Every single thing that has taken place has been because I have sought it out. Nothing has been done through the official channels via their own initiative, only being spurred by me. So, with that, thoughts? I guess uh, we have a bunch of gun laws and we don't enforce them. (laughs) We don't enforce the ones that we've got, so why are we looking at new ones? Or, yeah, they should be... These are the ones that they should be concerned with. Like, it's almost like, uh, like you know, they, we, they're, we, they're, they're not looking for criminals. 
they are looking to make criminals out of legal gun owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's almost like it would be good if, if uh, a bunch of money that was earmarked for uh, guns and gangs uh, initiatives was uh, used for something like that. Hmm. It, it, yeah. Well, it, it's obviously not the gang's part of it. The gun's part of it is, yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it, uh, uh, yeah. I I I feel badly that to, they didn't actually do anything about it. Um, that they were too busy. I, um, yeah. The one piece is if uh, you had gotten a, at least a the and you know this too, right? If you had at least gotten yeah. a, a, a one of their their licenses number, they could have uh, paid them a visit at their home. Uh, basically, that's you doing the investigation work for them. But yeah. anyways, mm-hmm. um, but at least there would have been some at least resolution there. Um, but that's, that's not good, obviously. Um, having a, one firearms pointed at you and then they took it to the next step and that's, they're threatening. Um, yeah. Intimidation. I fear and, for my life. They yeah. were going to, I feel, I think it'd be known that I was standing there looking at me would have taken a shot at me. Yeah. And also drunk uh, driving as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not only with the firearms, but the road on the, the roads. Loaded. So. Completely yep. loaded. Every single person there was drinking. Not good. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Can we move on? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, yeah. Upcoming events. Uh, let's see here. We've got some three-gun stuff coming up. Uh, let's see here. BC Redneck Three-Gun Championship. Yeah. I'm going to hope I'm going to make make it through this one and still be married after doing all these uh, different shoots coming up. Uh, <laughs> that, one's in Prince, that one's in Prince George, August 4th and 5th. Uh, it's, uh, it's coming up pretty quick here. And this is one of the, the bigger three gun matches in the country. Uh, the other one being Prairie Fire, which was, uh, just a week or two ago here. Right. We should have someone on to uh, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, next, should. next, uh, after that, the, uh, PFI Canada, Vancouver Island three gun nation match will be on August 4th. There'll be a DSS match on August 4th. That'll be uh, also in BC. Uh, BTSA will be having their civic holiday three gun 2018 shoot on August 6th at the BTSA. Chaz 3-Gun will be running a 3-Gun match on the 11th and a 2-Gun historical shoot on the 12th. Lakeland 3-Gun will be running a match on August 18th. And I think that's about it for August. So, quite a few uh, quite a few matches coming up here. Yep. Uh, do you have anything new on Maple Seed? Yeah, well, we've released all the dates for Out West, uh, except for one more. We're going to be uh, doing one more in BC, I believe. So stay tuned for that. But right now, um, most of the events are either sold out or we still have a couple of spots. Saskatoon Rifle Club, uh, Rifle and Revolver Club, we're going to be there on August 10th. We have a couple of spots on the line. Edson uh, Fish and Game Club as well, so a little bit northern Alberta. We have three spots left, and also Winnipeg Revolver and Pistol Club are going to be there on August 11th, and we have one spot left on the line. Um, and the final one where we still have spots, it's only three spots left, though, is Regina uh, Wildlife uh, Federation. It's going to be uh, on August 17th. We have we have three spots there. So uh, if you want to uh, sign up for any of these events, all you have to do is go to the um, Project Maple Seed uh, website, which is mapleseedrifleman.com. Go there, go down to the bo- um, either the bottom of it or to the uh, events tab, and it has links there. So you can sign up. And yeah. So yeah. 
once you're signed up, you get this email with a video on a checklist on all the stuff you got to bring out. And I made yeah. my kid watch it and like do the checklist oh, on awesome. Notepad. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, part of yeah, this is like read the emails and please watch the videos if you don't want to read the emails because yeah, all this if information. If it was just me going, I would I would read nothing on principle, because, but because my kid's going, I'm like making him read them all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I would ask that you do click on that link uh, and have a look at it because it's very informative as well. And then you can go to the other YouTube uh, videos that we have. How to get us which optic to use, and you know, sling. So, anyways, lots of information. It's out there on the interwebs. Just you know, go and search for it. But or open up the uh, email that I sent to you, and you can click on it, and it is right there for you. Yep. So awesome. we'd like to see you too. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get into a new gun stuff? Uh, sure. Have you guys seen the MMP forty twenty two that's coming out? So it's uh, an, M- yeah. uh, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this on my other screen. I'm going to share my screen out because that would really be the thing to do here. Ooh. And there is the uh, pre-order for the GSG MP40 in 22 LR, 23 rounds, semi-automatic, yeah. non-restricted. It is so cool. 599. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you played with the uh, Scorpion in 22 before? No. They are tons of fun. I have a buddy of mine that, uh, was planning on building his own, and then the RCMP decided that aluminum was a gun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so he was stuck with all the parts, but then he just found a 32 ACP Scorpion. And the lowers, I mean, the uppers are completely interchangeable, actually. Huh. So you can put a 32 ACP lower, I mean, a 32 ACP lower on a 22. Uh, no, you can put a 30, a 22 any which, upper. Any which way. Yeah. <laughs> They'll fit. They'll fit. <laughs> awesome. This yeah. should be fun, though. I know yeah, a couple looks, of people that are really, really looking fun. forward to this. Oh, I've uh, it's, uh, since the last show we had, I've done a ton of shoot, shooting with the GSG 1911-22, and it has been phenomenal. Yeah. Not a stoppage with that thing. It's been running like a champ. Um, I'm so happy with it. Um, we took out... I took out the magazine disconnect, and then while Trevor was here, we pulled out the grip safety. We We disabled that part, so... Um, now it's, uh, without any of the silly safeties and, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, let's see the next one. Can I share that one? There we go. Uh, the next one, Canada ammo has a, a couple of new guns. Uh, one of them is they have got their new short shotgun. They've got a Kodiak nine inch barrel, uh, non-restricted three plus one. So this, uh, this shotgun comes with a, a mod choke barrel. Uh, 379 and uh, yeah, super short shotgun. So if you, this is like a quad gun kind of a thing, right? With a mod choke, this is actually a little bit more usable, right? So you could use this for grouse and that kind of thing. Maybe. 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 One thing that I do it. want to point out is uh, the shift from Canada ammo from Chinese guns to Turkish guns. And I really want to know what the, what the deal was because they were they were just getting only Chinese guns and then they I think the, the price differential yeah. um, happened. So China is no longer like the cheapest. Yep. And uh, Turkish is actually cheaper for shotguns. So. Yep. I guess so. I like the picture with the guy though with the that you're displaying. He has the shotgun. <laughs> and he has 
computer. Pretty lighthearted, right? I'm liking I'm liking the lighthearted approach that some of the, the places are taking. If you ever take a look at at the descriptions on the items for True North Arms, some of the times their uh, their descriptions are really funny. And uh, yeah, and this this kind of thing is this game same kind of thing. Some guy with a, a scooter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, they've got those things now. Uh, the next one is uh, Bullseye London. They're having a clearance sale. And ooh, let's get... Come on. How do I get... Where is the Bullseye? There it is. There's the uh, there's the Bullseye uh, sale that's coming up here. So they have FN 509s uh, for $5.99 with four mags, which is pretty good. And then they have this guy. Woo! Glock 34s for six fifty. Oh, these are Gen threes, but these are brand new Glocks. That's a that's a crazy markdown on those things. Damn! No yeah. wonder my seventeen L hasn't sold. Yeah, well, yeah, the Glock prices are coming down. Well, at least the seventeen Ls are on. Uh, nobody sells those, and Correct. the only yeah. ones that do sell them are like eleven hundred bucks. So, hey, yeah. man, if anybody wants a Glock seventeen L Gen two for like. 700 bucks ask Andrew where i am yeah uh the next one here i'm just trying to get the uh the photo of it specter ballistics started doing uh, mag extensions there it is uh they've got a mag extension for the lar 15s and you can wait them and they're cheap so there have been other mag extensions 3d printed on the market but they're around 25 bucks a pop these are 12 and you can stuff a bunch of weight in them because there's the they're actually hollow in the middle here so he was like using what, epoxy, a couple of nuts in there and call it a day or some shot or yeah. Yeah. Any of that kind of stuff. Right. So that will add weight to this whole thing. This, the whole, the, the idea with these extensions is it adds length. So you can run it out of a, a mag pouch that's made for a 30 rounder. Right. And uh, this gives us something to grab onto. They opted for a two screw kind of a, a setup. So if you look at, uh, this is a, a picture of inside, you can see that epoxy in there. Uh, you put a couple of nuts in there, and then you put these screws, and that's what's holding on to the actual magazine. Interesting. If I was going to abuse this in a match, I'd probably tape it anyways. I'd probably throw some like duct tape around the uh, outside of it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very interesting. You leave the floor plate on with this style. So the floor plate stays huh. on the gun. This is just the extension that you're uh, you're putting on. So um, this does make sense because I know of people that run those other extensions and they attach via the floor plate being removed. Mm-hmm. And yep. if for some reason the extension fails, you get a nice little shower of bullets. Yeah, bullets fly everywhere. Yeah, um, this is very cool. I like that it's open from the top, so you can choose to put um, not so much weight or lots of weight in that extension and have it like fly out. Basically <laughs> you press the mag release button and that, that magazine's gone. <laughs> uh, so very cool there. Uh, NEA has, uh, on Instagram, a chance to win a BCL. So if you want to, uh, win one of those, uh, semi-automatic 308s, check those out. Yeah. But uh, why would you ever go with a BCL if the stack 10 is out now? Uh, the complete rifle is still cheaper. The complete rifle in the BCL yeah. is 1600 bucks. You're not going to be able to get, uh, you're not going to be able to build a stag 10s for 1600. Are you sure? Un- maybe, maybe you, you might, you might want to crunch some numbers, man. Cause there are some cheap barrels out there. And if you put some junky handguard on it, mm, okay, maybe, 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 maybe. It's price. It's price competitive at 1600 bucks. It's pretty price competitive. Yeah. Yep. But, you have the NEA issues. Yep. NEA's yep. gotten better, though. They have. Especially as, 
especially. They've had some issues uh, recently. Well, what I was told was they weren't happy with some of the quality, so they sent it back, scrapped, or sorry, they scrapped everything and, and redid it. So um, if that's the case, and a lot of more of their stuff is being made here, so they are able to actually have a little bit better um, quality control on it as well. So if they're doing that, it's going to get better. So, mm -hmm. yep, I think yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the WK180Cs are starting to show up in customers' hands. There's uh, about 75 of these out in uh, in the wild. And, uh, yeah, they're starting to show up. Here's, uh, here's one that, what's this? Oh, that's Snipe 107. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, his rifle is showing up on CGN. And uh, he was actually making note that... Um, if you want to get a cassette style trigger in this, like a, a trigger tech or something like that, you actually have to modify the uh, bolt uh, hold open. Uh, you just need to flatten the bottom of it uh, where it's uh, on the, what are the hole as, uh, there. So you just need to get a file, flatten it a little bit, and then that will allow you to uh, uh, fit the uh, cassette style in there. Um, but otherwise, these will fit any other trigger. I don't know. That's, see, this seems like a pretty easy to mod as long as you know it, that it needs to happen. Uh, there was a couple of other comments. One was that the handguards are very tight. Uh, some of the early ones were Loctited in there, so <laughs> you might need to add some heat to uh, take those off. Oh, really? Is that what it was? I thought they just cranked the heck out of them on. No, uh, some of them were Loctited, so you do need to use some heat to get, to, uh, to get the handguards off. Uh, they actually tried to keep the machining very tight on these as well. So, uh, for example, the, the handguard has a very close tolerance on the barrel nut, and uh, some of the other parts are, are very close as well. So it should be a very tight gun. That's what they're trying to do is tighten it up. The Air 180B was was designed as a, a somewhat like a loose, a low-cost version of an AR. So uh, Kodiak's tried to do a couple things to, to kind of tighten that up. Uh, what, I've, what I've heard. What's that? What about the price increases in the WK? Yeah. No, you're thinking about the FX or no? Uh, the WKs are going up too. When? Uh, I think they announced that up to July. Oh, geez, like July second or something like that. If you'd pre-order it before then, they would honor the original price. But any pre-orders after that, it's gonna be more. Because um, of the uh, tariff, I think they said tariffs, but don't quote me on that. I know it's on the under uh, blah 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 blah. CGN. I saw I saw Wolverine talking about that for their FX nines. I yes, know the but FX nines. Also the WK, because I know my buddy who ordered a WK was really happy because he pre-ordered his the day before the cutoff. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, accuracy on these things are people are reporting right around on one and a half MOA to MOA kind of a thing. I've seen a couple of groups under uh, under an inch with uh, with hand loads, uh, so it's right where it should be. Uh, the other thing I've uh, I've noticed a couple of th people have had like pretty bad triggers in them. Again, they're they're a mil mil spec trigger. They're not a, a super fancy trigger on them. So if you want a super fancy trigger, uh, buy one. It's an AR trigger, right? So. Yeah. And uh, the sky's the limit with AR triggers. I know because I've reached pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got a two stage uh, RRA national match trigger that I think I'm going to put on uh, whenever mine comes in. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped so far. It's looking good. It's looking. I, I'm, I'm liking the design philosophy of like under a thousand bucks, any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> kind of a kind of idea, right? So. 
And um, uh, no. what was it? Uh, not like that uh, other one. <laughs> the other 180 clone. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard a lot about that one recently. I haven't Me heard neither, a lot. Man. I have not seen yeah. any kind of traction with that other one. I haven't seen a lot of people with them on CGN or any of that kind of stuff. But um, no. no. Uh, let's see here. Reliable Gun has Remington Gun Club Target for $72 per case, which is cheap for that kind of ammo. Um, you can get like a challenger and that kind of thing for cheaper, but that's the cheapest I've seen for a while. Uh, let's see. The jarred J 68 was just named as non-restricted. I don't know if you guys have seen this thing. It looks kind of funny. Let's see here. It's a bullpup. Oh yeah. PCC. Huh? I don't know if I really like the looks. Wait, is that out of China or Turkey? Uh, I don't know where jarred is. I don't think it's China. They say it's got a good trigger on it, and that doesn't seem very Chinese to me. <laughs> not wrong there. <laughs> it's not attractive at all, is it? No, it's not an attractive-looking gun. But it is yeah. a bullpup PCC, and we don't really have many of those. I guess you can get the Tavor. The, Tavor, yes. the X95 comes in in 9mm, and it costs quite a bit more than this. Yep. So I guess it's got that going for it. It takes Glock mags, which you can run 10-rounders, and Glock mags are everywhere. So it's got yep. that going for it. Uh the look is uh, kind of blocky, more it's, blocky it, than a it, Glock. Yes, it is more blocky. Mm-hmm. It's it it is looks, just. It looks like somebody weird. stuck a mag on a grip on a shelving unit. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, but uh, so it uses Glock mags, which is good. Ambi because it's bottom eject. So even though it's a bullpup, it ejects down the bottom. So uh, good for lefties or righties. Yay. Um, but the, yeah, the looks are 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 not there. That's an interesting mag release. See, you guys see the mag release just in front of the uh, mag there. That like an, a, like a like a, like an AK one? Uh, no, it's almost like a little trigger that you you kind of. Yeah, play, see, so. that's not good. No, no, oh no. wait, no, that's not an AK look. That's the that's almost like the old school first gen Tavor ones. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So that's new. Uh, that just got announced here, and then. Uh, yeah, that GSG MP40 that we uh, we mentioned before. So, yep. yeah, very friends interesting friends stuff. Friends don't let their friends shoot ugly guns, though. Just saying. Uh, I, I have little cares about uh, how ugly my gun is. I care more about, like, performance and, like, does it do the thing yeah. I want it to do. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's really cool. Like, I, I would really be interested to, to shoot one and see how it is to shoot. Because it's bullpup, but it's not like the magazine's, like, way, way back. It might be okay, because it's it's not as far back. Maybe it's uh, a little bit easier to see and, and use that uh, that magazine there. Very interesting. Okay. Um, do we have enough time to talk about our main topic today, or should we just move on? Hmm. We're about an hour and a half There's in. a... Uh, there's more developments on it so i think from an outside perspective you might want to just condense everything once you know the facts yeah yeah we're talking about the uh the shooting in toronto and then the response on it uh you know the right response now on still, it. people are still putting out fires metaphorically so correct yeah so yeah. We're, yeah we're going to be uh yeah Let's we've had we had a great discussion or actually great story about uh uh, from Dave there, so maybe we can look at it and add some people from Toronto as well and see how it's going to impact them. Yeah, yeah, and let's That's look to do that idea. for uh, for next week. Yeah. Um, so far, the the response has been poor. I, like, yes. if if we're going to talk about anything right now, it would be um, 
there's a shooting in Toronto. It was illegal. The guy, the guy couldn't legally own a gun. He had one. Uh, he shot some. He shot a couple of uh, more than a couple of people. Uh, Sixteen people. Yeah. Uh, two two fatally, and yeah. um, uh, the so city of Toronto's response was to call to uh, ban the purchase of handguns, which uh, and the sale of ammunition for handguns. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they're gonna fan, they're gonna ban fifty BMG and down. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 legislation by people who who don't really understand the technology or yeah. the the equipment, and um, that it won't uh, it wouldn't even solve like if this law had been in place last year, it would not have solved this problem because this person got his handguns illegally anyways. So doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So knee jerk um, reaction, which would not have helped, just because. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's we're, get someone we're from. To, we're we're going to talk about it a little bit more, but you're absolutely right. It's knee jerk. Yeah. People, it's a horrible thing that happened, and people want it solved, so they're looking for a solution. But that's not going to be a solution. So let's no, no. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get someone from Toronto for uh, for next week to uh, to kind of comment on that. Ooh, and you uh, probably get crazy on. I should probably get crazy on. Yeah, I might have contacted him a little bit earlier today to see if I could yep. get his uh, to pick his uh, mind on this. Yeah. I don't know who crazy is, but I know a few people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's um, let's keep going here. So uh, yep. I want to get into some listener feedback. First, the YouTube version. I don't think we've had any questions over there. I've yep. seen some, yeah, there's some people commenting. Yeah. Someone said that Pornhub's their favorite, uh, but they're still on YouTube talking about talking to us. So you know, second favorite. Thank you for saying. Yeah. Uh, Luke uh, Godin says, uh, second place, remember, Kelly, 4X Fixed Power. Yeah. And he says, best pod cart ever, which if you're at the uh, charity shoot, you'll uh, you'll get that one. Yeah. Uh, There's a misprint on our trophies. They're supposed to be podcast. They said pod cart. But mine (laughs) says podcaster. Oh, you didn't get pod carter? No, the uh, Chris Anderson. Thank you very much again, Chris Anderson. Uh, The Chris Anderson trophies were all spell checked. (laughs) <laughs> it was good it's almost like he uh, cares about detail hmm. yep. yeah Greg says looking forward to seeing you at Chaz Adriel he's going uh, poor Greg is going to get into a car with me and we're going to spend 30 hours driving overnights to Alberta and then we're going to spend a whole entire and with uh, Stacy as well and we're going to spend a whole weekend, uh, a week together. But he's going to see you, Adriel, in uh, at Chaz. So, Kelly, you you guys are crazy. You know that, right? You guys need to get your instructors instructing, so you guys aren't stuck trying to instruct the whole of Canada. Yep, and that's the plan. It's yeah, only thirty are, million are... people, man. Come on. So that's the plan. We we, we like doing this, but uh, the reality is we can't keep this up. So we're gonna. Yeah. Get some instructors fully instructed. I think we've we've said this in the past, but like you you guys put a crazy amount of quality into your into your courses. Um, you need other people doing it as well. You, you yep. can't be just doing it yourselves. That's crazy. It's so much work. Nope, and that's exactly it. We have some great people who are stepping up and volunteering. Um, we figure probably by next year we'll have people in all the different areas that can actually instruct and do their do region specific events so awesome that will, yeah, it's a really yeah. good it's a really great program uh yeah. super approachable i think it's what 
it, we need one of those things. We need everyone saying like, uh, if someone shows up on Reddit and they're like, Hey, I'm going to buy a new gun. It should be like, Hey, here's what you need to know. And you need to take a maple seed. Yeah. <laughs> I can add that them. to my list if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my list, Kelly? Uh, no. Can you show here? Any, show anytime it. someone's on Reddit, they get this copy paste, uh, list from Crover. Um, if they're new and they're like, Hey, what gun should I buy? Or I'm brand new. I just got my pal. Oh, they get a, a list from the Crover, uh, that says, uh, uh, here's what you should look at. I think you recommend like the Savage Mark II as, as like a, a good beginner uh, rifle kind of a thing. Yeah, you'll you'll see. It's coming right up in three, <laughs> two, one. Bam. That's your list? That's the list. Well, that's quite the list. It's a complete and comprehensive list of what it's going to be like to own guns in Canada. Hunt pterodactyls. I love it. <laughs> that's your advanced users there. That's after you get going and you have your AR built. Right. Yeah. Well, the AR build is right at the bottom. See, start AR build, give up on life and spending money on anything else ever. <laughs> Where's shooting three gun in there? Uh, that comes after hunting pterodactyls. Mm. You need, you, you need, at least, uh, you need at least, no, 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 it's just, it's a, it's a well-known secret. And I'm going to spoil it. You need at least three pterodactyl carcasses to be admitted into a three gun event. See three pterodactyls, mm. three, three gun makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any pistol sh- uh, training in there? Uh, training? Yeah. No. Yeah. You should add handgun like training a, because one of the things, course. yeah, yeah, people, uh, people don't train on handguns and they're like, Handguns suck. They're so inaccurate. It's like now you're inaccurate. You, you just... might be right. I have I haven't updated that list in you know like two years. Yeah, but, uh, it's still pretty good. It's still relevant. Yeah, it's yeah. still very still comprehensive. Super. I like uh, the list. It's quite like it's quite it's quite comprehensive. Yes, but yeah, handgun course that'd be yeah. good. All right. Well, that's our YouTube feedback. Uh, happy birthday, Stacy! It was her birthday yesterday. Did you wish her a happy birthday? Happy birthday, Stacy! I'm doing it right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com to check out uh, the great supply of both inside and outside the waistband holsters. Use the promo code SLAMFIRE at checkout to save 10% on your order. The right. first one. Uh, let's see. I'll take this one, for, and you can take the next one, Kelly. Right. Uh, from Ben. Good, very early morning. Finally catching up, and I listened to the episode where you read my email. Firstly, thank you for taking the time to respond. It's part of the reason why I continuously listen. But now it's my turn to apologize. I'm sorry if I misinterpreted some of what was said or read into it too much. I can't remember what we said or read into, so I don't know. However, I continue to disagree. SIGs are the best guns ever made. Wow. Mine didn't open, hold open for about 200 rounds, though. Thanks for your time, your faithful listener and friend, Ben. P.S. Protect the flock. Okay, so I guess I'm up with James B. This is it. Ginger Snap. Thanks for mm-hmm. giving me this one, by the way. <laughs> it's almost like it was on purpose. <laughs> he says, Adriel, I re- this was a while ago, so we haven't been on for a while, so this is a little mm-hmm. old this information. Adriel, I regret to inform you that the girls and I won't be able to make it to the charity shoot, and I was so looking forward to being able to buy you a Quebec pizza, a Pop-Tart with ketchup. Trevor, sorry I don't have the time or the crayons to explain to you why I can't make it. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> he says, Kelly, we're going to meet you at the 9th 
on the 9th over in PEI and you'll get to meet River and uh, Mila. It should be Mila, not Miller. Miller. He spelled his daughter's name wrong. <laughs> oh, <okay>. boy. <laughs> I, no, that's, you that's know what? That's the kind of person he is, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's the thumbs and it's the, anyways, he's doing it on his phone. And I, so autocorrect. Anyways, she's cute as can be. I wanted to take her home with me. Anyways. Uh, we were hoping to bring uh, the money up ourselves, uh, but it was due to that we're not going to see and we're not going to have to see, send an EMT to Slamfire. Brian with a Y, you better send your $50 EMT. The girls want to hear Trevor singing with a hangover. He didn't do that. Hmm. Thanks for the free funny and keep your blank in a vice. I don't know what the free funny is and... You know what yeah, it's was. it's always confusing trying to read those emails. Yeah. So, anyways, but River and Mila were awesome. Just great. Anyways, it was nice to meet uh, James as well. Awesome. Yep. Next one here is from Craig. Hey guys, I was thinking about lead exposure after listening to last week's podcast. I am thinking of trying out the X Metal Targets bullets, but I haven't found any lead-free primers. Do you know of any lead-free primers and where I might find them? Thanks, Craig. Uh, Dave, do you know any lead-free lead, primers? Lead-free primers. Because they all use lead stiffnate as a, uh, as a priming compound, right? The old well, way was to uh, use like this a is, of This is going to be obscure, but if you want to and you can find it in the U.S. market or even here in Canada, Remington did for a while produce a Remington 700 with an electronic firing mechanism that used a charge, an electric charge to set up specially made primers. Hmm. I do not know if those primers still contain that. They couldn't. I don't, I don't know. But uh, you can get like, uh, there's a, a Winchester pistol ammo you can get that comes with lead-free primers. And there's a couple of other am- ammos that come out with lead-free primers. Uh, so they're out there. They're just not super popular. And I haven't really seen much Yeah. for reloads. I've seen factory. Yeah. Not reloads. Though. I haven't seen reloads either. Sorry, Craig. Uh, If you'd like to be disappointed by our lack of availability of uh, lead-free primers, send in the show an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Did we have any iTunes reviews? No, we didn't. And thank you very much, Stacey, for checking. She does that every week for us, and I just wanted to say thank you because she's amazing. And because it was her birthday. It was her birthday yesterday, too. (laughs) Uh, Shout-outs. Kelly? Uh, I do have uh, a few. wanted to say thank you to Paul and Anthony Lombard for the amazing um, hosting and hostessing and getting up at 5 a.m. and cooking us breakfast, and which uh, Adriel apparently isn't going to do. But I just wanted to say thank you for that. I wanted to say hi to Darren Taylor as well because he brought his kids to the Woodstock shoot, and they were awesome. He had two uh, daughters uh, that were just uh, – they – they were amazing. And his son, Harry, as well, uh, who uh, I thought was such a good shooter as well. Um, but uh, I just want to say hello to him. And, I, uh, well, actually, everybody, the sponsors for the charity shoot and also Trevor and uh, and uh, Christina for hosting us and all these yeah. crazy people. Yeah, so. we really put them out. <laughs> I think if you're going to tell me, Angel, 
Uh, we're going to put about 20 people in your house. And yeah. uh, by the way, that's that's going to be your life for the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd be game for that. <laughs> but Trevor was. Yeah, Christina does yeah. it. She puts up with it every every time we're down there, and she's amazing. So it's an angel. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't there, but thank you. Yeah, Trevor oh, has yeah. an amazing way. Yeah. So I just want to say, and I did want to also say to I know she's not going to listen, but it was so good to see Jewel as well, Jewel yeah. and Matthew. Yeah. We haven't seen them in a long time. So. Yep. Dave, do you have oh. any shoutouts? Oh wait. Yeah, and one more, Dave Cracky, for being my uh, for. I didn't, he carried around my mags all the time for the steel shoot. So he said he was my bitch, but that was what he said, not what I said. <laughs> Dave Cracky. He, he had a, he had a, a trim <gasps> malfunction on his shadow. That was kind of interesting. He so yeah. he, he had like, he had bought a shadow. Someone had put a professional trigger job on it. We don't know who. And, uh, it, it, it went, uh, went on burst, burst mode. <laughs> Oh, did somebody mess with a seer or two? Yep. 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 That's yeah, fun. So, uh, he had to go. T- <laughs> here's the, here's the funny, the really funny part. His, uh, his backup reliable gun was, was a 1911. <laughs> so he ditched the CZ and had to go to a 1911. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like the right backup gun, but uh, it was his and it, it, it worked. I don't want to sound too niche, but two world wars. <laughs> two world wars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. Sorry, Dave. Shadows? Undisputed champion. Um, sorry. The internet is leaking. Canada Against Talk Show will be on next week at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we will have a host of posts and stories that are very storied and a lot less shirts and a lot more swearing. So if that's your kind of thing, have at it, folks. Shirts the channel optional. is the Canada Guns Talk Show Swears. on YouTube. And yeah. we will be on Reddit, too, on Canada Guns. Uh, with a post earlier in the morning uh, announcing the topic and whether or not we will actually have anyone on. <laughs> and or whether it'll be like, no, that's next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe maybe I'll get some extra work at work and then there won't be a, po- a show. I don't know. We, we've been pretty good at it, though. Yeah. yeah. Last we'll do a podcast with it. I think that's my, on my docket right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Mine. Uh, my shout outs go to the new, new Brunswick crew uh, for both for running the event, doing all the things at the range and setting yeah, up all the stuff. Right. That was a crazy amount of work uh, Mark for. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I'm interrupting, but Mark sure yeah. showed up at the range at 6 a.m. because Trevor didn't want to go. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good he had a good reason not to show up at 6 a.m. because we were drinking the night before. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a really uh a really good crew. really good crew there. Yeah. Um they did a ton of work. Uh the event was really well run and uh it was really great. I had a lot of support out there. I flew out there with nothing. I treated this like a family vacation that had some shooting attached and Kelly loaned me guns and Trevor loaned me guns and when it came time to shoot trap and I didn't have a shotgun, uh some who, who Alain, I think Alain gave me a shotgun. He's like, "Here, here's a shotgun." So it, everyone was super welcoming and uh, I was all set up. So I didn't need to bring anything out there. It was sweet. So 
thanks all, thanks everyone for that uh let's see here our uh new patreon supporters we got 90 of them uh if you'd like wow to 90 new supporters or we have 90 now oh, 90 total. sorry <laughs> did i say 90 new yeah, that's I might have yeah. Holy smokes, dude! Woo! Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, we're just rolling in t-shirts over here, really. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna mail these out tonight because I'm tired of looking at these boxes and I'm I'm like way over behind on it. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mail some t-shirts out. Um, Chad, you're not getting yours because I'm gonna drive with you next week. So I'll just hand that to you in person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you sign up for Patreon, you get access to special episodes. Uh, we send you a patch and a sticker in the mail. And if you're on for long enough, we'll send you a t-shirt. So Yay. that's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. you know what we didn't talk about? What? We're doing a logo contest. <gasps> oh yeah, I forgot. A what yeah. contest? A logo. We need a new logo. Our logo is yeah. like too complicated to like print on stuff. So we need something that's like simpler and, uh, you know, we, easier to oh, print, so we can do like all sorts of swag. Okay, I'll tell you something off the air, and you're gonna hate me. But go on. Okay. All right. <laughs> I gotta bump that. You gotta bump what? I gotta bump it on the Facebook page that we're we're doing yeah. the logo. But if you yeah, bump the want, logo. Yep. So if, go to our Facebook group and check that out. But we want you to design a new logo for us. It's supposed to be at the end of August, isn't it? And people get stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. End of August. It's August thirty first. I know because I wrote yeah. Anyway, I was driving the whole time. It was August thirty first, and uh, and the winner is going to get a t shirt, a sticker, a patch, a mug with the logo of uh, the old logo, and mm-hmm. then they're going to also get a gift certificate for the Calgary Shooting Center as well, and a hug from their nearest uh, Slamfire host. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Only if it's someone other than me. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. Check us on a, on uh, Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Uh, the CCFR has been super busy this week. I heard Rod and uh, Tracy on a couple of different radio shows. They did a great job. I, I really like... Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of gun nuts out there that are gun nuts and there's gun nuts who are like really uh, well tempered and do a great interview. Those both those people uh, do great interviews and uh, I love hearing them on the I love hearing them debate because they're they're so well measured and so logical. And uh, and that's what I like to hear. So if that's uh, if that's who you want representing you for uh, for gun rights, definitely check out the CCFR. Um, Any last words? Hail Satan. Potato is, is my last word. Okay. Potato. 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 P e i potato. P e i potato. Did you eat any? No. I didn't either. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Bye bye. So, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.